up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. was the first week where I was like, like the boredom really, really, really started to set in. Like, it was like, damn, dog. Like, this joint really ain't ending anytime soon. And there's no end in sight. It's just blower. <laughs> I mean, well, if people stop, well, you know, I'm not even going to take it there. But hopefully, you know, we get this thing squared away soon as everyone follows the rules that have been set in stone by their states and their governors and not listening to certain individuals and you know there's one state that opened up and now everybody is free to go to the beach again like that shit just doesn't make sense to me but i digress it doesn't make sense at all but you know i, I don't try to really make sense of things that happen in states like that you know what i'm saying like, I don't really <laughs> of, of florida you know what i'm saying like of course florida reopened their beaches because nothing florida ever does is forward thinking or logical you know what i'm saying they just do dumb shit on the regular well, they're trying to set up events for the WWE because that is deemed essential. You ain't know? I mean, <laughs> this is beyond me, man. <laughs> Suplexes are essential, man. Unheard of, man. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Let's go ahead and talk about this, the Last Dance documentary last night. Um, but before we do, um, shout to us, man. So last week's episode. Uh, was our most listened to podcast in the time we've been doing this joint. So shout out to us. Hey, shout out to yeah, the man. Shout out to the folks out there. Gang, 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 gang. Seriously, all like the fees, uh, the positive feedback from the listeners. Uh, it's been awesome. Like, thank you so much. And uh, we have a blast doing it. And we're glad you're enjoying listening to it. We'll pull out some more stuff. Shout out to y'all for listening. Thank you. Sorry, but let's talk about this Jordan joint. Uh, <laughs> It kind of is like since like there's been nothing going on, like this is the one like live event that in the draft that people I feel like have been like looking forward to. When they moved it up, I like I know me and Cliff had talked privately. We worried that the production value would be bad, but it, it really wasn't. And it was damn good. It was everything I thought it was supposed to be. Like it was really well done. And like they didn't leave anything out, at least in the first two episodes that I wanted to hear about. Hey, right. And like it's we it's like a combo of things, right? Because we are like the Jordan generation. Right. So we know all of this shit. But it's weird with Jordan because Jordan is this great, but we don't really have that many stories. Like, there's not that many actual stories TV-wise or film-wise about Jordan. Because Mike's not like this new generation where everything is, you know, on video and being recorded. Mike was a private person. <laughs> so to say. Hey, I'm not going to be here to argue with, about Mike with Mike, folks. I, I know better. I've done it before. <laughs> I, I just feel like Mike Mike had an image to uphold and part of that was like staying low key as far as that part but even that Bulls team in general there's there's not a lot of, you would that you would think that scene would be more commemorized than it is yeah it has been so to see it like this it gets you nostalgic like because we were kids during a lot of that shit that shit that shit brings back some memories right yeah one of the few that was on the roster that we kind of knew about was really Dennis Rodman. I think they said episode three is going to be more towards Rodman, but we kind of know a little bit of his story. But it was good to hear, like, the Scottie Pippen raising and the contract that he signed, like, which was unheard of 
Oh no, seven years, eighteen million bucks. Right, we're gonna get to the contract soon. Like that's what was one of the, like the biggest standouts for me as far as hearing that he was one hundred twenty second in the NBA and pay. I had no idea that he put him like that. Jerry Krause, man, Jerry Krause is fucked up. Well, see, I don't think they were robbing him. It sounded like, to me, it sounded like he picked a shitty agent. Like the issue was he had a bad rookie contract mm-hmm. that he signed. So he wanted to go back and extend. So he ends up with a bad, like a bad long-term con- a contract that ch- over time just got worse over time. Definitely. My thing is, Jerry Reinsdorf on TV talking about, I told him not to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that you offered this deal and we're like, I don't want you to sign this paperwork. I'm offering you a deal I don't want you to take. Come on. Now. It was odd how it seemed like Reinsdorf was setting up Kraus like, to take the fall for everything. Like He was kind of trying to distance himself from the issues that they had. That's the vibe I was getting. I feel like throughout that whole two-episode experience last night, I found myself like really like at first like hating Kraus. Maybe this is one of the things that I just didn't appreciate when we were younger, but Damn, Jerry Krause, like, like, really, just like, I had no idea it was like that, for real. Well, see, you know, that, that is over. That's my only issue with this doc, right? The doc obviously has a heavy Jordan influence. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of it. Jerry Krause is dead. Yep. Yep. So we got people shitting on a dead man who can't defend himself. Hey, <laughs> it's funny you say that, because at first I was like, you know what? What the fuck are you doing, Jerry? Then I was like, damn, I can't speak too bad on this man. This man, he's not here to truly defend himself. Right. But. Right. Shitting on him. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was relentless. Y'all, y'all, y'all bullying the man. I mean, the memes are out there today. <laughs> like, y'all y'all hey. really in the workplace just bullying this man for no reason. Why are you talking to him about layup lines, Mike? Man, they need to say nothing to you. You just walking. Mike said, oh, "We're gonna lower the rim for you, short ass." <laughs> so, Mike walked up to Jerry and was like, "Something about diet pills," and just walked away, like on camera in front of everybody. Like, damn, respect the shit out of this man. Like, damn, dog. Fuck you, oh. mean. Oh, and that Mark Vensel, I think it's Vensel, pronounced it, said that he has little man syndrome. I'm like, damn, this nigga's fucking dead. Oh no, I hear you ripping him like this. Kraus looked like that type. Right. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but I definitely was watching that joint and like looking at Jerry Cross and being like, I just feel like I would tell you shut the fuck up a lot. Like if I was just hearing you talk, like he just got one of them faces, bro. I yeah. want to say he truly kind of deserved some of that heat he was getting from them, but I'm not gonna say that completely because there's always two sides to the story. But right for him to tell Phil Jackson, you could go 82 and 0, and I'm still still this is your last season here. That's wild. That's wild. Come on, dude. <laughs> that's wild. And that's why the Bulls are where they at right now. My biggest thing is though, why are you so obsessed with Tim Floyd, man? Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> Why are you so... You ended up drafting Marcus Pfizer because of Tim Floyd. Sure did. But everybody is shitting on Kraus. What did Scotty say that made Phil Jackson have to pull him aside? And be like, dog, it's got to stop. It's got to stop today. They was Scottie. on the team bus or some shit, right? Right. What did he say that crossed the line to where it was like, Scotty? Scotty's probably sit your dumb ass down somewhere. <laughs> 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 hey, do y'all remember the scene where they're talking to Charles Oakley and in the locker room together, him and Scotty, and he just yoked yeah. Scotty up and they slapped the shit out of him? I'm like, God, you know, well, damn, you, well, you yeah, know, that's too as, much, as, dog. As, that's as, too much. As Look, the neighborhood Knicks fan, everybody know Oak is a goon anyway. So Oak a goon, but like that is one of those things that like the back in the day, they're like, yeah, that's how I used to be back in the day. It's like, dog, you just allowed to treat me like shit because I'm a rookie. <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for Scotty to throw a right at his ass. He smacked the shit out of Scotty. You know, John Sally told a story on Levitard last week. He said he was at the Kentucky Derby. I can't remember what other player he was with, but Mike was there. 
Oak was there, and Kobe was also there, but he wasn't standing with him. Sally said he walked, and this is like when Kobe was like in his mid-20s. Sally said he walked up to Mike and was like, hey, you know, if you were back in your prime 25, Kobe ripped you apart. Like, he's just joking with him. He said Oakley walked up to him and stole him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said Oakley gave him a body, like a hard body shot. Oh, man. <laughs> I've never heard that. Hey, Oak is a true goon, dog. Said he gave him a hard body shot, and Mike was like, Come on, Charles. Like, you know, he was just joking, man. That wasn't necessary. He said, Sally was like, I don't like him talking like that. Oak out here crumbling Bama's at the Kentucky Derby. At the yeah. Derby for Mike. That's, that's full blast loyalty, man. You just swinging off, folks. You out here wearing your best seer sucker suit, drinking a mint julep, and Charles Oak just comes through with a body shot. The with the body shot. Just because you made a joke to Mike. Oh, shit. That is so he was like, damn, Oak. <laughs> Go to my body real quick. And Sally, oh. said it, Sally said it was like a hard shot. I believe it. Mm. Hey, now I just see Oak get dragged out of MSG. I shouldn't be laughing at that. Man. Hey, drag that man out of MSG, dog. One of the best things about last night was going on Twitter and like seeing like all like the jokes one were were fantastic. The memes were incredible. All the old Jordan anecdote. Remember, kind of like vaguely from before. The one that's the funniest, I'm reading it right now. It was on, um, I think Warren Sharp posted it. You heard the story about Muggsy Bogues, right? Where he told Muggsy Bogues. Oh, yeah. And they ruined his career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that joke was so reckless. Listen to this. Game four of the Bulls Sun final with the Bulls leading series 2-1. Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley went and played 48 holes of golf. And Michael bought Charles a $20,000 diamond earring. Johnny asked MJ, what'd you do that for? Michael responded, he won't get in my way the rest of the series. What's $20,000 to me? Charles thinks we're great friends. I hate that fat fuck. Jordan dropped 55 in game four and Barkley never touched him once. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen. Hey. The only thing I'll say about the Jordan stuff is like, there is some shit Jordan has done that people applaud only because it's happening to someone else. <laughs> some of this shit, you wouldn't let Mike do this to you. You wouldn't work with someone who was doing this type of shit. It's sort of weird for our generation, I feel like, because a lot of the shit that, some of the shit that is idolized about Mike is shit that we would not like in any other human being. I hear what you're saying, Cliff, but I think, like, everybody, like, with a general knowledge of Michael Jordan, like, knows that he was kind of an asshole. Kind of? The one joint I'd even bring up was the chameleon one. Like, that is, like, the most disrespectful shit I've seen in my entire life. Bro, like, I seen a Noriega All joint. the fucking time. <laughs> I seen a Noriega joint where Noriega's, like, he was at a Def Jam party, and Mike walks in, and he's, like, and someone was, like, hey, I think it was, like, Red Man and Method Man want to... <laughs> Red Man and Method Man want to holler at you, Mike. And, they, and Noriega said... Mike looked at the person was, like, Fuck rap. <laughs> said, I ain't talking to no rappers. Fuck rap. He said he only talked to Jay-Z. Don't that go along with the uh, with his interaction with Chameleonaire? Now, the Chameleonaire joint was at a different event. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, like, you read the story. Chameleonaire just bought that $7,000 jersey. Oh, like, a game more Michael Jordan jersey. He's like, all right. 
Mike's over there talking. I think it was with Gary Payton and Paul Pierce. Now nah, he like said that. he was talking. He was at a table, but Jordan <laughs> people were coming up to Jordan, so they're like women coming up. To oh like yeah, autographs and stuff. Chameleon mm-hmm. didn't probably get in line. Right, exactly. The thing is, when Mike said what he said to Chameleonaire, and the guys that were with Mike were like, "Well, Mike, Mike, come Mike was, I ain't taking no pictures is. with no and, and Mike still was like, "Nah, I'm not signing that shit. <laughs> Fuck you." <laughs> hey, Matt, listen. <laughs> This gonna sound sacrilegious. I gotta swing on Mike. He ever talked to me? <laughs> hey, I'll be goddamn. No, I'm just trying to imagine that, like being chameleon. There, I'm standing there, like you know, I'm a, I'm well known. I'm not known like Mike, but hey, Mike, you know, I'm just trying right. to take a picture with you. What's going on? I ain't taking no pictures with no knuckles. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know that shit remind me of is the Charlie Murphy joint. <laughs> where Prince start, where Prince hits him, everybody starts laughing because you know. Community is probably embarrassed this shit. Hell too. yeah. Like, damn, Mike, you just uh-huh. gonna this my hero out here. Uh-huh. You just gonna talk to me like this? I probably would have left the party, yeah. No, you have Corey, to right away. Corey, I can't just walk away from this. <laughs> I don't give a damn how many <laughs> you, buckets you, you dropped. What you off. gonna steal on you gonna steal off on Mike? I'm saying something. I'm getting these shots. Hey, off. Oak would have popped up and dragged your ass out of there. Then you're gonna drag me out of here. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm getting dragged out. Which not about to happen is Mike just think he can talk to me any type of way because he dropped buckets. Hey. No, 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 no. I got to say something. I'm like, fuck, who the fuck you talking to, Mike? <laughs> Oak, Oak just swing on me. Okay, I'm knocked out. I'm unconscious. But the story didn't end with me just getting ca- talked to like that right. on some like on some house slave shit. <laughs> I'm supposed to just take it from you because you dropped buckets and put some shoes oh, out? Shit. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Can't. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror no more. Oh, my God. I love the part where, um, remember he was golfing with Danny Ainge and then he finished up was like, hey, Danny, let DJ know I got something for his ass tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> he put 63 on his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Mike, you just going to go golfing with my mans and then you going to come to the game and put 63 on his head, though? And you going to send a threat, a message. <laughs> hey, Danny, tell your man DJ, I got something for his ass tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But like they say, man, the great ones, they wire differently, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Jordan's wired differently from all of them. Oh, definitely. Something wrong with you, dog. Why are you this competitive, man? One of the funniest joints I saw last night was Michael Jordan ended up being like the best basketball player that ever lived because his dad didn't fuck with him because he didn't know what a screwdriver was. He didn't know a screwdriver, dog. Hey, hey, hold up real quick. Mike probably at the court like, nigga said, I don't know a screwdriver? Let me get these buckets real quick. (laughs) Why? Y'all peeps, his mom was calling their dad Mr. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. I just wanted to make sure other people heard it too. Oh, no. I was like, I don't know. Right here. We right here. I was like, uh, did I hear that right? The first time she said, I was like, I must have heard something a little off there. Then she said it again. I was like, no, they just called, they really called that man Mr. Jordan. Mr. Jordan. Mm hmm. You know his, you know his, no game. Fuck no. Fucking here, Michael. <laughs> and Mike Can't get switching everything out here. You know he had Mike getting that switch. Everything. Sound like one of them kind of pops. Because it was his yeah, older brother that he... That wasn't his older brother they said uh, that Mike was competing with heavy? Yeah, Larry. Was whooping yeah. his ass or some shit like that? Yeah. I mean, they made Mike that way, man. Pop said he couldn't identify tools. Brother kicking his ass. Brother kicking his ass, hey. man. Michael Wilbon had said, like, the list is Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. It's yada, yada, yada. I can see that. I agree. Really can't yeah. agree. And Jordan also yeah. came, his career also happened. Is like TV became a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Like he is the mm-hmm. ESPN era. Yep. Like Sports Center is Jordan. Yep. Like nineteen ninety two, you couldn't watch no fucking random ass Bulls game on a Wednesday. If that shit wasn't on TV, you didn't see it, right? No, I used to be boosted when them games were on WGN. I was just about right. to yeah, say right. WGN. <laughs> so you had, to, you had to wait for Dan Patrick and them on SportsCenter to break down the highlights. Mm-hmm. Or NBA mm. on NBC4. Right. That's a different time. You there's you can't be that famous anymore. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. One, right. if you're that famous now, you're going to have so many haters just oh, by definitely. default. Definitely. They're just going to be hating. You can't be this fucking cult icon in that way anymore especially with twitter people just gonna hate all day hate just to hate just for the hell of it mm-hmm. yesterday is lebron versus michael people it's like i don't understand why we can't just be like both of these guys are incredible dude on all social media platforms that's all i'm seeing this morning i'm not yeah. making myself a part of any of that bullshit just I enjoy the it. show enjoy right. it why can't i just like but why do i have to pick prince or michael Seriously. why can't i listen to both happily mm-hmm but, but I think that's an NBA thing because as people become like fans of players more than mm-hmm. teams, that means you have to hate other players. Which is ridiculous. Right. Which means you out here rooting for someone else to fail. Mm-hmm. That's some hater-ass <laughs> shit. Because when you root for the t- a team, like you got to root against other teams. Right? Just by na- like naturally. Definitely. But if it's going to be, oh, I got a favorite player, that's who I root for, that means you got to find some players to hate. And so all the Jordan people, they're like, we hate LeBron. It's like, but why? But now today, all the LeBron people are like, well, y'all see Mike couldn't win without Scotty. Hey, but you did yeah. see that, though. Like that's the, But that's the weird thing, because now the story is almost told as if Jordan just was out here by himself. And it's like, nah, I don't like right. the work like right. that. Right, no. Which Mike wouldn't even say that. I think even on, like, on some level, I had forgotten like, how big a beast Pippen right. was. Pippen like, is like, like... I just had kind of like forgotten that. Even though I watched yeah, it, like, one of the like, greatest in that, like, ever. In that time that's passed, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, this motherfucker was It's wild. Him being that underpaid is actually coincides with him being just an incredibly underrated player. Mm-hmm. He, the year Jordan was gone. He was killing. He was killing. Killing. The one damn man, yep. damn near 60 games. Mm-hmm. But the way they tell it is like, oh, Pippen just rode his coattails. It's like, bro, Pippen was a top five pick out of an NAIA school, man. Sure. Do you know how fucking good you got to right. be yep. to go top five out of NAIA in the mm-hmm. 80s? Straight up. They don't hear you, though, Cliff. That shit is... Nobody does that shit by themselves. I don't give a damn what line of work it is. Nobody does it alone. David Aldridge had said that Scotty's the best number two player of all time, and him and Jordan were perfect for each other, and they both were great. Jordan would have six rings without Scotty. I, I definitely don't think Scotty would have six rings without Mike. Sure. Too, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's just, only the greatest number two player because he played with the greatest player ever. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm actually curious because they tried to trade Pippen for Kemp. Had they traded Kemp for Pippen, they probably wouldn't have won another title. Fuck Hell no. no. <laughs> And so then what's the story then becomes different if Jordan has three titles and not six. Mm-hmm. There probably ain't this doc. This, this documentary doesn't exist. Oh, no. Definitely not. Sorry. Cliff, I, I know you're a Celtics fan, and I, I really can't clown because the Wizards ain't shit. It was a close-up of Jordan playing against Bird at the old garden, and they zoomed in on oh, the, the floor. Oh, the floor is and The floor is Yeah, terrible. they said... They said the fucking floor at the old garden looked like your grandma's attic. I was like, God damn, nigga. <laughs> hey, man. That's at the old-ass garden, though. What they expect? Fuck yeah. Old-ass floor. Surprised a rat ain't <laughs> run out, out out there during the game. Those creaky as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right. 
let's get to this Kansas talk. You know, I'm really excited for Chase Young, but yeah, like these late round guys are the guys who are really gonna actually shape this first year of Ron Rivera. We don't second round pick, so we're really gonna be talking a lot about uh later day guys. Uh, you know, the Russians have done well with that in the past couple of years. Matt Ionitis comes to mind, Cole Holcomb comes to mind, Chris Thompson comes to mind. Like they've gotten guys that have contributed. Absolutely, man. That's where you build your rosters in, in the middle rounds, especially from three through seven. This is where you find that hidden talent. Right. Um, but first let's get to sixty-six. First, let me ask you guys. Are there any positions that you do not want to target at 66 if they don't trade back? Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm a best player available guy. BPA. All right. Obviously, there are going to be certain positions where that's redundant. So, obviously, you're not going to take another D-end pass rusher at 66. I can't cross anything off. Not only did the team go 3-13 and 13 last year, the team is incredibly young, man. Mm-hmm. So, you can bring in players Very anywhere. True. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, also, let me say this. I wouldn't necessarily. I hear what you're saying, Paul, about you know getting more draft capital by trading back out of 66. But we also don't know what the team's going to do with Trent Williams. So for all we know, we could be getting some more mid round picks when this draft when this draft kicks off on Thursday. So yeah. I wouldn't just say I want Absolutely. them to trade Absolutely. back because we still got a few transactions to make that could probably acquire us a few. And more also, picks. somebody's gonna people are gonna drop right. Guys are gonna slide. Mm-hmm. This there might be somebody available at 66 that we're not even thinking about right now. Exactly. So, we'll see. True. Especially yeah. at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Absolutely. And we didn't even actually talk about this. We probably should. Uh, I guess you guys saw the reports. This is from Monday morning that it's likely. I think it was Peter King yep. that Trent Williams was traded during yep. the draft. I think it was Julie Donaldson that they might trade him after the draft. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll take the 2021. It'd be nice to get something now and not have to worry about waiting next year to maybe get your tackle of the future when you can get him. What, but what I would say is this, though. If there's a team that's going to offer them a late-round pick this year but give us a second-round pick next year, shit, I'll take it. I mean, obviously, you want impact play. You want impact players to add to your roster this year, but we're going to say the same thing next year when the next draft rolls around. And obviously, you want draft capital regardless right. whether it's this year. I or also next year. think I'm pretty sure they consider Cornelius Lucas their starting left tackle. I remember I texted y'all this. I think they're going to basically go running back wide receiver tight end with those next mm-hmm. three picks, most likely. I think I think the focus is going to be on offense. We've spent a lot of draft capital on defense. We have a lot. Mm-hmm. We've not recently spent a right. lot on offense. <clears throat> I think that's what they're about to do. Did y'all see this on Reston's today, uh, their Instagram, <clears throat> about third-round picks? The past they're 10. Probably terrible. Uh, it, there's some hits in there, obviously, like yeah. Terry McLaurin, but eight offense, two mm-hmm. defense. Y'all care to guess who the players were? There's come, some names on this list that are actually make me like laugh. Matt Jones on there, right? Run them off. Yeah, what, Matt Jones. What, what's Matt Jones. Yep. I forgot. Okay, so obviously McLaurin, mm-hmm. Jerron mm-hmm. Christian. The two defensive players are Moreau and Fuller. Okay. Right? Then the rest is offense. Bum. Matt Jones, Morgan Bum. Moses. He's all right. Cliff's man was Matt Jones. I don't think you could say that Morgan Moses is always, he ain't always been a bum. bum. Don't think He's a bum now. We'll, we'll save that for the season. First podcast. play of the season. Holding. Holding. 76. Offense. Okay. Half the distance to the goal. Fuck, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, God damn, Moses. <laughs> How you fall start on the first pass? <laughs> Y'all peep, like, they've started calling him way more on that extra jump he gets. On, oh, my on, God. On it's so obvious. You're onto your trick, man. Like, damn, step. Remind me of Bruce Smith when Bruce Smith <laughs> tried, kept trying to cheat on the end. Like, <laughs> damn, dog, you need <laughs> to start that badly. You can't be on the field, man. Uh-huh. you out here guessing out here. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if Jerron Christian weren't just a bust, that we might have an option there. But Are we sure he's a complete bust? Maybe he's just not going to be a good player on the left side. Maybe they try him out this right. year. On the right side, and for all we know, he replaces Moses' bum ass in 2021. 
We'll see. But then Christian, Christian played right tackle at Louisville for some, didn't he? He played both sides. I will not cross him off the list. Yeah, I don't want to. But do that I can either. tell you this. It's not, it's not looking, it ain't good. looking good. It ain't looking good. Let's say they keep four offensive tackles, right? Moses is going to be one of them. Um, I'm assuming that Lucas will be another. They might try to draft somebody or pick up another free agent. They add the swing guy, right? Isn't, right. isn't there the it, one guy who can play multiple positions? Swiper. The guy from the, uh, the Atlanta? Atlanta. If they have those five guys and they're only keeping four, Christian better show me something in camp or else he might get cut. Like I, I, I think at this point, you haven't shown anything in two years. I know you've been hurt. No promise from you so far. And I'm not going to keep you at the expense of keeping a better tackle, even if he's older. So Ron Rivera so. has no problem playing young talent, but if you look like ass, you will get chopped. Oh, so I'm not. I'm not putting my right. young QB behind y'all. Some of y'all bums. He got hurt because some of y'all are trash, man. Mm-hmm. All you've heard is they want to surround Haskins with weapons. A weapon is a offensive line that actually gives him protection in the pocket and allows him to actually do his job. You can't just have Jerron Christian right, out but there I, being I, a I'm pretty <laughs> sure Chris Lucas is going to start left tackle. Okay, the rest of that list, by the way, is Spencer Long. Jordan Reed, obviously, is the major hit on that list. Josh DeLaribas and Corey's man, Leonard Hankerson. <laughs> that is Corey's man. <laughs> Corey stood on so many tables. Leonard Hankerson. Hey, man, Leonard shout Hankerson. out my man, Hank Town. Man, nice. Right, if, you, if you go down to uh, whatever Honda feels to be working out, he might be able to hook you up with a fucking Civic. Let's <laughs> well, all Leonard Hankerson. On Twitter, talking about you, you want to use Prius, come on down to like Po Hank in like Tampa Bay. I'm like, I like oh, God damn, God. Hank. Oh, Hank. Get Hank, that fresh Hank. accord. <laughs> I guess you would deal on that accord, man. All right, let's get on wax. Who would you want? Oh, this is tough. Yeah, man. Because we don't, I mean, you don't know how the board is going to fall, but I, if this if this player does drop for mm-hmm. me, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. I'm a big Pittman Big fan. body. Cliff, big body wide receivers like 6'4, 200 plus, runs like 4'4, four, 4'5, four, four, can run every route, physical. He would be an instant impact. On yeah. Offense. And he obviously clearly would be our. Reminds me of um, like Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay type. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good complimentary scene. Right. He put up some big numbers last year, too. I mean, him, mm-hmm. um, Brian Edwards from South Carolina. Are you worried about the. What's, what's his up? Didn't he tear up his knee? Oh, I didn't I know Edwards tore up his knee. He did. Who, if, if this one drops, mm. you could put him in multiple positions. Chase Claypool. Now, see, Corey, I, I'm not a Claypool fan. What's, I'm the, not, what's your issue I, with Claypool? I, I think that Claypool to tight end might become a thing. Niles Paul had the chops to actually be a tight end, and but I just don't see the similarities in like temperament between Niles Paul and Chase Claypool. I, if that makes any sense. But I also say that because even if he couldn't. Actually, say maybe he can't line up outside. You could put him at the tight end position. He's big enough where you could you could line up in the, in the Jordan Reed role. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? What do you not really want them to draft at all in this draft? And the one thing that I really thought of is I don't, I really don't want to move tight end. Like I, I I'm done with that. Like Jordan Reed did that for a few years. It was great when it was great, but it was a lot of injuries and like everybody wants the Ertzies now, the Kelseys now. Like we mentioned, like you know, getting some like Austin Hooper. May not be sexy, but at least he is a functional tight end that does everything. I'm not really a fan of the guys who are not going to come in here and help us in the blocking game. You don't got to be a great blocker. You don't got to be a great receiver, but you got to be able to do both. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I I think they're more – not saying I disagree with you, but the team is all about finding Haskins' weapons. So as long as you can line up somewhere, you can make a play, I'm hoping you can contribute to the team. Now, Chase Claypool obviously wouldn't be my first pick, but 
I'll be honest with both of you. I'm hoping the team drafts two tight ends this year, whether it's a receiving and a blocking. Like, especially no, on day three with guys like Thaddeus Moss and there's a kid from Georgia. I forget his name. I forget how to pronounce it. Charlie something. But, Charles yeah. Warner. Even Holy the tight end from UCLA, Devin Asiari or something like that. No, I, he might be that, the first time off the board. Really? So where's, yeah, so where's Cole Komet projected I, The thing about Cole Komet is that for guys that's his size, game doesn't really stand out in a way where it's like, yeah, we have to take him. Like somebody like Adam Troutman, mm-hmm. for example, dominated on the FCS level, great route runner, and he has really good hands. That's why somebody like him, who may not be as all put together, like measurables as someone like Cole Komet, but Troutman might be the first head and taken because he has that ability to block and a unique ability in the passing game. So what y'all think about the John Mackey Award winner, Harrison Bryant? That is my preference. I'm gonna stay away from Hunter Bryant because Cliff told me he's he loves the training this, room. So my, I, I've kind of I, I told you, I, put, I told you, man, no move tight ends. My man. only no draft. I'm not on. Like I was, I say this to you guys every year. If you have injury red flags, I gotta pass, man. We mm-hmm. we see what's going on with guys since we got them, right? If you have, if your medicals are a red flag, I'm just I can't draft guys like that. Um, I like Harrison Bryant. Uh, I am sort of leaning like the way you're looking at it, Paul. I'm really tired of taking these move tight ends. I think you can take them if you have a blocking tight end. We had Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. Yeah, two tight ends that can't block. Exactly. Like We can take a Cole Komet or a Chase Claypool if there's someone who can also block. Because our short yardage running game was terrible because our tight ends couldn't block. You know, Logan Thomas, he's actually a decent blocker considering he has been playing tight end for, what, like three years? And you don't really have any guys on the roster oh, Richard Rogers. who can Rogers block. Right now. Like, Richard have... Rogers, yeah. <laughs> well, Richard Rogers has also played in two games in two years. Right. Like, can we count on Richard Rogers? If he comes out here and shows some things and stays healthy, then yeah, absolutely. But I'm not counting on him. He hasn't been healthy since 2017. I mean, they're so in love with Logan Thomas, though. So, I mean, should we have some type of expectation for him? Or is he going to be tight end three? Um, you know, at this point, like you said, you want to draft two tight ends. I'm just going to throw as many darts at this dartboard as possible. I'll take the best three guys, whether it's Hale Henches, whether it's Logan Thomas, whether it's a draft pick, whether it's even a guy like, who's a tight end that just became available? Am I making this up? Is somebody Delaney else Walker besides Trey Burton? Yeah, Delaney Slaughter, but Trey Burton's the most recent tight end to get active. I'm thinking about OJ Howard. I'm thinking about OJ Howard. On Trey Block. All I'm saying pretty much at this point, at that position, I'm going to keep the best three, maybe four. You just right now, you just don't have anything there. You just, and just see who's going to be the yeah. best and be able to help Definitely. you this year. Uh, I know we kind of got off topic there. We were still talking about pick six and six and who we wanted. Corey, we heard you guys. I, you have am, anybody in I, I lean towards Pittman. I like Pittman a lot. Um, I'd probably go best wide receiver on the board if I had to guess. The guy that I'm really like, he's been my guy since maybe November. It's a shame. Because I don't really watch a lot of I know West I know Coast you're about football. I don't watch a lot of West Coast football, like I said. Like I don't like watch a lot of Pac twelve live. So I don't really even know much about Pittman, but the one guy that I saw just from time to time always catching my eye was Bandon I was, and I really Bro, really, not even really, cut you off. I was just about to ask you how do you feel about him because he's been the one I've been looking at lately. <laughs> he, he, that's my guy, man. Jets. That's my guy. Not only Jets, every time I read a scouting report on him. I want an alpha dog out there playing across from McLaurin. You know what I'm saying? And if he has that speed and he's able to open things up, I'm about you know who that. he reminds really you of, who that. he reminds me of. But he may be a little bit faster, and he he's Who's a former that? Redskins. Since you Who's said that? alpha dog, Pierre Garcon. 
he's Garcon with a little bit more speed. He yeah. is physical, just nasty on the outside. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing. We don't. I mean, obviously, we don't know how the draft board is going to fall. But Pittman and Ayuk, those are two players that, if I mean, they could go late first, second round. I mean, I'm hoping one of them slide to the third. But those are those are well, first round talent. No, that's the thing. The fact that there's so many wide receivers, mm-hmm. like, I like the only thing that I'm sure of is that Rugs, Judy, and Lamb will probably all go in the first Don't. round. But there's so many other receivers in this draft. I think that there's going to be a run of wide receivers in the early teens. I think it was somebody on John Kimes' podcast yesterday said that normally Michael Pittman would be an end of the first round guy. Now he's probably going top of the third. Like, you could probably wait on somebody like Brandon Ayuk. There's such an influx of good wide receivers that you can wait on some of these guys and hopefully get them in the second and third. Yeah. And I, think, I think yeah. Washington going to go um, first round to uh, Mims. And don't, you Mims. forgot one from SEC, Justin Jefferson, yeah. LSU. Oh, yeah. Every mock I've seen goes to the Eagles, and I, th- that really truly blows me because I love Jefferson. He reminds me of one of my favorite wide receivers is Ken. So good. They look like clones. It's okay. Wentz got to have time to get that ball off. Chase, come in, buddy. Let's talk about some of these uh, unsung late-round guys. Uh is there anybody that you're projected fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, maybe a priority free agent that you have your eye on? Down I don't know what round he's going, team? but I'm a big Antonio Gibson fan. Big Antonio oh, yeah. Gibson fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. from Memphis, Memphis right? Um, <laughs> they moved him to running back during the season. He could play running back, wide receiver, ran back kicks for them. Explosive player. I think he ran the four, like high four threes at the combine. Uh, every time I saw him, mm. I like full disclosure, this year I, got, I went back to playing – DraftKings college football, so I watched a lot of players this year. Gibson stood out a lot. I think there was a game yeah. versus SMU yeah, no. where he absolutely dominated, man. Just big plays. Seems like the kind of guy you, you move around. Because I, I sort of want us to get a player who's sort of a, whenever he's on the field, you better pay attention. Guy. Defense has got to slide like, to his side. Gibson, is because he's playing running back mm-hmm. at wide receiver, definitely has like some Percy Harvard into his game. You can give yeah. him the ball in so many ways all over the field, and he's yep. always a threat to go take it to that. I got another one for you. I know Cliff going to say I love the wide receivers, but obviously I do. Um, small school, Antonio Gandy uh, Liberty. Golden. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's everybody's favorite. Six, four, Cliff, Liberty, jump ball. He re- And it's funny you mentioned Sutton comparing him to Pittman. Like, I think Gandy Golden kind of plays a little bit like Sutton. Like, that's a big body on the outside. He got a little bit of speed to him. And if they're projecting him at day, a day three targets, he's one I would keep my eye on, too. One of the guys is a guy that I've wanted us to talk about because he seems to be a a perfect ideal target for us. And I think we've been connected to him through, you know, maybe meetings at the combine or whatever. Uh, Sadiq Charles from LSU. He's on my list. Yep. Uh, this is a guy that I, every time I hear about it, it's very unclear what the six-game suspension for was at LSU. I think, wait, that he cheated on right. tests. Possibly twice. Is that what, what it was? What was he doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? He did. What? Right. I think it was one of the things where he got like egregiously like caught cheating on a test <laughs> one time, right? And it was LSU, so they did their LSU thing to kind of like you know we'll sweep it under the carpet, mm-hmm. right? I heard he got caught doing it again, and it, it was in such a ridiculous way. If, if I'm understanding this correctly, they're like, nah, we're suspending you for six. Looking at kicking his ass out of school, right? The fuck are you doing? Right. What would you guys think about that? Like, obviously, a guy that has a ton of talent was a starter on a national championship team. Um, I know that he doesn't go with exactly the perceived culture that Ron Rivera would want in the locker room. I mean, like, I don't, you know, this is 
a dumb kid doing an extremely dumb thing that was Sam, selfish and dumb kid, cost him though? part of his college Damn. career. But do you think call that, call call him a dumb huh? kid? I mean, I mean, maybe no, 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 no. Listen, listen, no. And, he listen, made a few listen, academic listen. mistakes in the classroom, man. He was cheating off tests. I mean, he wasn't out here beating up people like Monte. Monte was hey, down loud and one or some shit. You oh, of I mean? course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But I'm saying, like, for and first off, I didn't mean like he's a dumb kid. I'm saying, like, bro, was like, he's a dumbass. In that moment, you're dumb. You're a little too dumb. Play for Ron, you know. <laughs> oh, like, we ain't bringing this dummy in here. <laughs> No, I really despise that. Man, we ain't talking about respect, man. The fuck you mean? I feel you though. In that moment, you were a dumb kid. In that moment, you're oh, a dumb no, you, kid. Like you're you cheated not a dummy because you cheated. You're a dummy because you got caught. All they do in all Facts. people do in college is cheat. <laughs> cheating all over a college campus. Like you, you know what I mean? Damn fucking tutors and like, oh, like come on. We're talking about football players. They got endless amount right. of people to help them with their work, do their work. There's cheating. Their, like, I mean, all over top. Before I expose D1, but yeah. Somehow your dumb right. ass got caught twice. <laughs> they caught you twice. Come on, bro. It's a good thing you're not in school no more, Come son. On. You don't got to worry about these tests. Right? Fuck but it, no, you I hear you. We, is that the kind of players <laughs> they would draft? But apparently they've reached out to them, right? Yeah, they definitely reached right. out I to them a couple times. I can't, you can't just be like, I'm not drafting you because you cheat on a test, man. At this point, you just you really don't know at what level is Ron Rivera gonna be like. I want my locker room to look like this. Like you know that he's gotten rid of some of like the guys last year that maybe were perceived headaches, this and that, yada yada. But will Rivera go as far to say, you know what, we'll go look into the Sadiq Charles. But if we see any red flags, we just I feel we can't. Really I would just say to me, cheating on a test ain't no red flag. Yeah. Yeah. We, we ain't in school no more, bro. Right. Oh, and me, I'm, we're not it's the ones like, making those good decisions. news to I be one day, 100. in school no more. School's out. <laughs> <laughs> cheating on chemistry tests and shit. I wonder what class it was. <laughs> you know what? That is what would determine whether you're off my board. Oh, what shit. class did you cheat on? Like, right. I need to know. Like, like Van Wilder like cheating on, in dog. general studies. Like, I was just about to say, like, what was it? General studies, motherfucker. <laughs> well, let me hear this. Well, let me see this some six plus six shit. I'm a you can't play here, man. Definitely can't. All right. Um, so I the guy that I really like late, there's actually a, a couple guys. One of these guys, like, I kind of just became aware of like not too long ago, Darnell Mooney from Tulane. I don't know if either one of you seen his highlight reel. Like, it's he has a lot of. Uh, this is going to be a scary comp, but like almost like a Brandon Lloyd ish quality to his game. Like he's like fast, like he's undersized. He's only like maybe like 5'10, like 185. But when you talk about a kid that gets down the field and when he has a chance to get his hands on the ball by out jumping a bigger DB, like he does it all the time. Like I know it's Tulane, lower quality of competition, but he definitely has traits that would like convert to the NFL, especially in a like, complimentary role to somebody like Harmon and McLaurin and Sims. Now, I hear you on that because I was looking at one corner for us to take late because obviously that's another position we're still going to have to address. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the kid, um, how do you pronounce it, Kendall Vilder from like Georgia Southern or something like that? Yep. Uh, he was killing in the senior Dude, bowl. I watched he's in a, he he's a little aggressive motherfucker. He's yeah. like 5'11", oh. 190, but he is aggressive as shit on the outside and he's he, he should be available for a late round pick. All right, I'm going to put my cape on real quick. Y'all have heard of a Meek Robinson, right? 
No. From Louisiana Tech? No. What position? He is a slot corner. Just do yourself a favor, Corey. When we get off this podcast, pull up the video. Go to YouTube. Amik Robinson, Louisiana Tech. You know how when we got Jimmy Moreland last year and they said that, like, yeah, Jimmy has, like, all, like, the traits to be a great cornerback. He's feisty. He's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's confident. But you didn't really know what his foot speed was going to be like or if he could, like, actually, like, step up to the competition at a different level because you just hadn't seen it mm-hmm. yet. Like, Amik Robinson was dogging. Oh, Texas. I take that back, like, Paul. You like, showed me his tape. I take that back. I remember you talking about Yeah. Right. I'm talking about he's, like, 5'8". If he were six mm-hmm. foot, he would be his first or second Easy. round pick. I guarantee. Super aggressive. Like, a ball hawk yeah. always around the ball. Like, huge hitter. Like, he has, like, I, this doesn't sound sacrilegious, but he has a little bit of honey badger to his game. Like yeah, a he, bit of he honey can badger. ball. He see, can definitely You ball. can see it. Yeah, definitely. That, that's uh, definitely a type of guy that I would get, especially if you kind of figure out what you're going to do with Kendall Fuller, if he's going to be in the slot, if he's going to be in the outside to start. But Amik Robinson would definitely be a player that is kind of like a chess piece with Landon Collins and Kendall Fuller moving around, like letting them play to their strengths, and giving different looks on defense. Like that's a player that would fit right hey, in. Rivera said he likes versatile players. So, yeah, that would work. Definitely. All right, let's wrap this up. Last question. Just let's get it on wax. What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise come this weekend, whether it's the Redskins trading Trent and to whom a surprise draft pick, maybe they take a quarterback late to get in the pipeline, like just something unexpected, something that you just want to make a hot take right now. My hot take, even though Cliff kind of has said that we're probably going to address this position anyway, I think it would be surprising if they use a 66 pick on a running back and it could potentially be the dude Zach Moss or Cam Akers from Florida State, a 66. Well, you know, they've been saying that they had plans on pursuing um, Melvin Gordon. They had mm-hmm. plans on pursuing Kenny mm-hmm. Drake. And you've heard that the Redskins aren't opposed to drafting a running back this coming week. It's, Dude, it's, 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 it certainly could happen. I'm going to say this, though. Is is this more concerned about guys, or does this mean maybe there's no hope for Bryce Love? It just means at this point to me. Or like, they don't trust me. They, what are we going to do? Go into the season with Bryce possibly getting hurt again, guys getting hurt again, and you have – Adrian Peterson, who, to his credit, yeah, you've been balling for, you know, a long time and you've been the best player on this offense for the most mm-hmm. part, but, like, you're also 35 no years doubt. old. Like, we need somebody who can, like, actually come in and spell you and take some carries. Yeah. And you can't count on two guys who are always hurt. You Sorry, we can't. And J.D. McKissick probably can't be our lead back. No, McKissick is going to be perfect in this Chris Thompson mm-hmm. role, but you got to have another back to, like, be the, the bell yeah. cow if you need that sort of, like, uh, relief from yeah. AP. Um... I'm going to go with – I wouldn't be surprised if they took two wide receivers with their first three picks. You know, I'd be yeah. – Wouldn't surprise me. Because I, I think, <laughs> one, because of the murkiness of this draft, there's a lot of shit going on that mm-hmm. behind the scenes that we know less about mm-hmm. than ever before, which means they are going to be people sliding in the draft that we don't even see it coming sort of thing. Especially with there being so many wide receivers, yeah. I think what's going to end up happening is a lot. There are going to be some wide receivers that we might think should have been second round picks who end up going, who are being mocked to go second round, who end up going fifth round. And I think they're going, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end Absolutely, up yeah. going wide receiver, tight end wide receiver. I wouldn't be mad at that at all, as long as it's not Devin Thomas and Sleepy Davis. Malcolm and, Kelly. Uh, oh, yeah, Malcolm Kelly. Yeah, like that. that would be a disaster again. <laughs> Good old alarm clock Davis. But anyway, my hot take, I'm going to say, I think that we're going to trade Trent. Not only do I think we're going to get more than we anticipate at this point, because you've been hearing so many rumors about the compensation not being great, 
But I think we're also going to get a player. I think that we're at some point this weekend, we're going to trade Trent for a pick and a player. I don't know if it's going to be a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick. I doubt that. But a fourth and a solid player that's going to contribute to us this year, hopefully somebody younger that's on a cheaper contract. But that's my take right there, I think. Hey, man. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're right. It's time for the end this Trent Williams saga, and let's, let's get this conversation back and return. I'm not in a position right now to put any failures at all on Ron Rivera. He's new here. You got to trade Trent this weekend. Like he, this has to end. He needs to ship him out of town. Like, explore every option. Make every phone call. Like, use all your favors. But this has to be done this weekend. Absolutely can't. I think he's going to the summer again. Yep. That's fine. Give us them picks. Ha- Anthony Harris in the fourth. Send it to the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't want Anthony Harris anyway. Or th- at least they've been trying to mm-hmm. trade. You need a tackle. We need a mm-hmm. safety. 